Uh, welcome to a special edition of MAG's Top Docs Radio Show. I'm your host and MAG CEO, Donald Pomisano. Today's show is going to address uh, MAG's governance issues. Our guest today is uh, President uh, Dr. Rutledge Forney, uh, and also I want to thank Alliant Health Solutions for their continued sponsorship of our show. Dr. Forney, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, Dr. Forney, let's jump right into it. How did uh, MAG's Governance Task Force come about? So last year at our House of Delegates in 2018, the House of Delegates directed the Board of Directors to create a task force to review our governance. The task force was charged with reviewing and making recommendations on ways to improve MAG's governance. The, of note, the task force was asked to include two members of our resident and fellows section, again looking toward the future and our younger doctors and their input we felt like was very important. And so when we went to the MAG Board of Directors, um, obviously there were some other issues that were, were, were that mm -hmm. this task force was, was asked to look into. Can you tell us a little bit yep. about that? I'd be glad to. The board saw this as a really great opportunity to review everything we were doing because the world has changed in medicine. And the physicians continue to be the primary representat representatives of patients. And so what we do at MAG not only affects physicians, but it really affects our patients long run. For years, the county County medical societies have been the bedrock of our organization and how we were organized. But unfortunately, county medical societies are becoming more sparse and less active, whereas other groups have become more active. So the first question was, under our current, uh, under our current model, how do we support the county medical societies, and is that the best way to do that? In addition, we looked at whether perhaps county medical societies should merge with MAG and be one big organization. We looked at whether MAG should take over some administrative duties for county medical societies and ask the question, would that be a help or a hindrance to a county medical societies? And probably most important of all, we looked at the employed physician groups, particularly the large employed physician groups, because in many ways they have taken over the role that sometimes the county medical societies provided in the past. And so we need to acknowledge that the game has changed. Um, the we've we've been asked to allow those big groups to participate but we didn't really have a good mechanism for doing it so we asked the task force to consider that um, and most important we've never discussed the fact that sometimes issues which are related to advocacy may interfere with our fiduciary responsibilities as the Medical Association of Georgia. So we asked the task force to address that somewhat prickly issue, which is what do we do when we have a conflict between an advocacy issue and a fiduciary issue? Okay, and great. And and just so that everybody knows, we had the big medical society, uh, county medical societies involved. Um, and so yep. recognizing that um, the, the county medical society is still the bedrock of the organization, Absolutely. but we're trying to find different ways for different physicians in parts of the state that may not have a functioning county medical society to remain engaged because uh, we, we are an advocacy organization, we're a physician-led organization, and so we want to make sure that we get as many physicians engaged as possible. Absolutely, and we want to represent all the the sites where our patients are seen in rural health care. We, we need to be 
involved with that and understand what their issues are in addition to the larger areas that may be a little bit more vocal and have a little bit more muscle. <laughs> and so this 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 task force uh, was pretty diverse. Yep. Um, who, who was represented? So MAG leadership was on it. We had solo and small groups of physicians represented. We had large groups of physicians represented. We looked at and we included health systems because they're becoming more of a force and all multi-specialty groups also multi-specialty groups were all on our board we also remember included some deliberately residents and fellows on the task force and so you, you touched upon why the task force was needed can you give us a little bit more information uh, for the group for the House of Delegates so that they understand um, a little bit more of why it was needed sure so I touched on the fact that we have a governance model and everything changes our lives evolve and how we we run ourselves was something that you ought to look at every once in a while I'm sure you look at it in your own job and you look at it in your own life as, as you've gone from you know the telephone to the the, to the texting and different ways you manage your own things, we need to look at how we manage ourselves. Um, most of the county medical societies, our bedrock, as you said, um, don't exist or meet very infrequently. Um, our membership as a whole is very diverse. We have people who work in all different kinds of settings and they have all different kinds of, of specialties. And yet, all those physicians care for the people of Georgia. They all represent and, and need to be heard in how we take care of the health of Georgia. Um, and so we want to ensure that all the doctors in Georgia engage in looking at what we do for our patients and how we do it through the Medical Association of Georgia. Um, we really need for physicians to try to stay united. We have, you know, as we all do in all our families, wars within the family, but as a whole, the physicians care about the patients, and we want to have a united voice in speaking forward on behalf of the patients of Georgia and the physicians of Georgia, and we need to know what everybody's thinking about and how to represent them. Um, and last, it was an opportunity this time to really make sure we are looking at the different ways people practice medicine and in what environments they do it and are we helping them do the best job they can and so what, what were some of the recommendations that came out of this task force so there were a lot of recommendations that came first of all we wanted to ensure that all physicians had a voice on on the board and um, we have direct members of MAG, not just through county medical societies, all over the state. And we also have, as you know, over 40 group members um, of where the group is a member and all their doctors are a member of MAG. And we needed to provide a pathway for all those people to have a voice on the board of the Medical Association of Georgia. Um, and so because of that, we have lots of groups that really didn't have a voice because they weren't speaking through their county medical societies. So we actually recommended that we add 10 seats to the MAG Board of Directors, which kind of flies in the face of oftentimes people recommend a smaller, tighter Board of Directors. We found that a larger Board of Directors is very effective because people get to know each other across the state, they get to know what different forces people have, and there's just a great deal of opportunity for learning across the board. So um, those 10 seats will come from what we call the Organized Medicine Staff Section. Uh, this is comprised of 
group practice physicians, single and multi-specialty, and health system physicians. So this is a group of people that really hasn't had direct access to the board before. We're really excited about it. Right. And so, and, and also, um, some of these groups are located in areas of the state where uh, the CMS may not be functioning. That's exactly so, right. So that's part of the challenge. But also, in terms of the board expansion, is that um, the, the January and the, and the May Board of Directors meeting sounds, uh, it, it acts as a sounding board between the House of Delegates. So when we get some pressing issues that may develop after our House of Delegates meets, right. the more physician input, the better to help us and, and bring it to the leadership and say, where do we need to be on a certain issue? And so it's a lot easier, I can tell you from the staff perspective, to be able to say 50, 60 physicians looked at this and this is where we are. It's a very good barometer for us that's as fantastic. the staff. Yeah, that's great. And you know, we modeled it on the MAG Council on Legislation, which where we have both specialty societies who have chosen their representatives, and we pick the at-large members. So that's sort of, we've already done this in a slightly smaller section, and it's worked really, really well. Um, the other thing was how to, how to address these controversial issues at the House of Delegates. Um, there have been times when health system reform areas, in particular the, um, the ACA and the Certificates of Need, only passed by very slim majority, as you well know, 51 to 49 percent. Well, that's a pretty, that's you know, that's a pretty even split that that is um, is hard for us to, to deal with because half of the people in the room are going to walk away mad. Most issues of the House of Delegates are passed by over 80 percent. So we really generally have a pretty good consensus. But on these few areas where it's this hair split, we need to have a better way of dealing with it. Um, and therefore, what we recommended is that any House of Delegate policy, which does not pass by at least 60%, be referred to the Board of Directors. And because we feel like we've got this broader Board of Directors, board of directors as you've just said, they, you have access to 50 or 60 physicians in a way that is, um, that is represented across lots of different models. We feel that this was one way for the Board to, to look at these issues and further refine them and make a decision. And so, but what, an example of last year we had was um, dealing with medical marijuana. Yes. That came back to our board of directors uh, because the board of directors had more time to really look at the issue because a lot of times the House of Delegates only has that day and a half mm -hmm. versus our board. People were, uh, physicians were able to step outside, work out their differences, and come back with a compromise that the whole board supported and actually helped us down at the legislature. So it's a good avenue to work out at these differences where we can get all of medicine together and not just uh, represent one section of medicine on That's an issue. That's right, and they've heard the debate at the House of Delegates that was that even split, and they can take that and, and build on it after that time. So it really gives more time for study. And we also have examples of this as well as our Georgia delegation to the AMA has pushed for years that um, the AMA CJA and ethical policy uh, be passed by a supermajority. Right. And and their position is that you got to get some compromise on that. If that that's impacting all physicians, we've got to find some compromise. I think another another note is that um, since 2008 or 9, um, the Board of Directors has been our sole fiduciary um, um, uh, obligation that those uh, directors have to the organization. The House of Delegates used to have that, but then in 2008 mm -hmm. that changed. So it's the Board of Directors that has those fiduciary obligations. And so when you start talking about um, some policy decisions that end up impacting membership and impacting patients on a much broader level, 
it really needs to be looked at more in depth because of where the fiduciary obligations reside for the organization itself. Exactly, and that's something we really have to you know, be very careful of. We're all recognized that we have obligations as an organization to be fiscally responsible. So what other issues uh, did the task force address? Well, we wanted the policy to um, ensure that everybody had a chance to be a part of the debate on all issues. So we wanted a fair a fair representation and an openness. Um, we exist to give physicians a voice, as you know, and we want to make sure that all sides of an argument are heard and um, prior to any kind of vo vote taking place. Um, we have rules of procedure, but it's imperative that we have a full debate. So we wanted to make sure that we could address general rules about how we ensure that all voices are heard. We also really want to address how we can help the county medical societies that need help. And that's something that we were really eager to support because we really do care about our rural representation and making sure that they're taken care of in the future. Um, we're already helping a number of the CMSs and, um, and we're trying to provide a more formal framework for that assistance. And, and these are the, the, the county medical societies that came to us for help. Exactly. And, and because we do have the resources to help them stand themselves up from the administrative back end side, while they still run their own medical society, they still have their own meetings, but we just kind of help out in the background to help kind of keep it organized in a sense, dealing with like the payment issue, you know, if they're paying for the restaurant and stuff like that. Um, we just manage their books. So it kind of takes some of that uh, stress off of them because all of you as physicians have a lot of other things that you're trying to do, run your practices and, and deal with your internal issues that you're dealing with in your office. You don't really need to deal with some of the, the outside things that, that, that are required with the county medical society. It's true, but you know, I love the county medical societies. I've been to lots of dinners this year, and I just find that that local energy right. and when the doctors from different people from different areas get to talk to each other and, and find things they've got in common, I think they're a fabulous bedrock, and I really hope that we can make do everything we can to, to keep them in place and, and make them viable and, and exciting for the people that are in those communities. And it's, they're, they're, and it's, it's, it's all local politics, right? Right? So, yeah, I mean, it local. comes down that if the local physicians are not engaged, then we're not strong in that area. So, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. So, um, we need to keep them working together. Um, any final thoughts? Well, I really hope that members will get involved in this and take advantage of our online forums, which are on our website under the membership tab. Um, and so, you can think about it and discuss some of these issues before you get to the House of Delegates. I also really want to thank the task force members. They put a lot of time and energy into this, a lot of thought, and, and we couldn't have gotten where we got without that input from them. It's never easy to look at your house and try to keep it clean and, um, and, and improve it, but um, we have we've tried to lead in that. I think the House of Delegates was very wise last year to say, hey, let's take some time and look at this and look toward the future as well. And um, we've been very fortunate, I think, because of this, we've been able to grow our membership. We're bucking a trend across the nation where, where fewer and fewer people are members of this state organization, and we are not. We're, we're gaining on it, which is great. So this is all in support of our patients. That's what we want to have. We want to have a strong organization that can make sure that our patients get well represented 
represented in uh, at the state capitol and, and throughout the counties across the state. Well, I want to thank you for taking time uh, before you go see patients this morning uh, for coming over. Um, I also want, want to um, encourage everyone to register for the House of Delegates. It's going to be um, October 19th and 20th at Stone Mountain. Um, obviously this, and we've got about 30 resolutions, 30 items of business um, that will be discussed at the House of Delegates. A reminder to all the delegates, um, if you're interested in the CBD Summit, the Cannabidiol Summit, Medical Marijuana Summit, we will be having um, on October 18th from 2.30 to 5.30, um, right after the MAG Board of Directors meeting. All, everyone is invited. Uh, it, the idea, there will be some CME attached to it, but it's just to provide some education out there on, on the regulatory framework that Georgia is um, going to. So with that, thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at the House of Delegates.